Beck and Gazeel here, and this is some of the best bits of our show in the last 24 hours. It'll make your wildest dreams come true. Well, it's definitely some bits of the show from the <laughs> oh. last 24 hours, but we really hope you enjoy it. Lift us up with some great news. Yeah, this is a bit of a feel-good story. So ba- dating back to the 1910s, um, <laughs> there was the League of Bird Lovers. Now, you probably never heard of it. Nope. Nope. It started over in New South Wales. Okay. So they founded it because back in 1910, there was a lot of children who were going around. It was like the trending thing to do, right? To go and find a bird nest, grab the eggs and destroy the eggs. No! Yeah, I know. I mean, look, you didn't have TV. You didn't have anything like this. Of course, you just run out there and you go have a bit of fun. Anyway, so everyone was like, hey, what do we do? We've got to stop this. Okay. So that's why they introduced the League of Bird Lovers. Basically... It was a competition to see who could do the best bird call. So you're out there, you're observing the birds, not stealing the eggs, and then mimicking their tune. That's cool. Now, it got so popular that by the 1950s, students from schools all across New South Wales were taking part in this bird calling Olympics. Which no is what they way! Called it. Yep. And there were, I think there was like 60-something schools all coming together. I'm going... Yep. Getting the bird noises all together and... Is that a magpie? Hey, this no, magpies yeah, go... Yeah. Really? Yeah, magpies, they're quite... They... Oh, no, probably can't do it. They're like... The magpies have a really cool they call, do, but yeah. it's like a... Like they do something fancy with their... Look, if you can do a better bird call than us, please give us a call <laughs> because we are terrible. We have descended into animal sounds once one, again. <laughs> one school in particular won it six times in a row. They were, just, they were just amazing. After school practices. Yeah, you would. You'd have to. Get here. We get there early. 8 a.m., just like for band. Yeah. We'll practice our bird calls. Stay late. Yeah. Because the competition's coming up. <laughs> Got to practice our spotted wren. The good news is, for the last five years, it's come back. <gasps> when did it go out? Well, it disappeared after 1962. Okay. It kind of was like, okay, let's go do something else with our time. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but in the last five years, it has come back. And the cool thing is that the students that used to do it way back in 1910 have become the masters. The student has become the master. I don't think they'd be alive because it's 100 well, sorry. years ago. <laughs> sorry, hang on. In the 1950s. Okay, that makes more sense. Mr. Chapman who actually won it in one of the years between 1953 and 1962, he has come back and now he is the ultimate judge. That is so cool. Very, very cool. But I do want to know, and I do want to hear from people, do you and can you make a bird call? Like, are you well, that you, good? It's like, not a random bird. I don't want you coming on and going, <laughs> yeah, unless that is a real bird. Unless that is the, uh, the old Robin. <laughs> Give Rock us a call, 9313 If you can do an awesome bird call, please get in touch. <laughs> that is my good news. It's come full circle. Yes, he wasn't born in 1910 because he would be dead, uh, but 1953, <laughs> and now he's judging it and everyone's happy. Beck, what have you got for us? Oh, I have such good news for you. Also disappointed no one called up to do our bird noises, oh, yeah. but that's okay. <laughs> Obviously, it's a lost art. I forgot that you asked people to do that. <laughs> Look, I'm not mad that no one called. Now... You know Jeff Be- Bezos? Bezos, Bezos. Yep. Yep. Amazon dude. Yes, well, yeah. his ex-wife, she is also a, a billionaire. Her name is Mackenzie Scott, and right, she has okay. donated $15 million to provide glasses to farmers uh, in developing nations. 
Wow. Yeah, fifteen so million dollars. <laughs> it is so specific because you know a lot of people are like I am donating all this money to help support climate change. Yeah, but this is such a like intimate donation. Well, yeah, why did and you it, choose farmers in third world countries? Well, it's believed uh, that uh, it, which is well. First of all, the difference a pair of eyeglasses makes is huge. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it happens like straight away. Like yeah, you put them makes on. Makes a difference straight done. away. Uh, so the benefits of a correct pair of glasses, uh, they're immediate. They lead to reduced anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, the richer family, the, they live richer because they're able to see, able to oh, make more money. I- uh, sorry, I've just like completely <laughs> lost. Wall. I haven't got my glasses on. Oh, <laughs> and no. I'm trying to <laughs> How ironic. You're telling a story about glasses and you can't read your own notes. (laughs) So over time, beneficial. Send back some glasses. I've got them. They're right next to me. Put put them them on. on. Okay, here we go. Over time, beneficial increases productivity and income, especially like, you know, little, like with little fiddly tasks. For example, Mm -hmm. pollinating cocoa trees. And uh, through better acquisition of knowledge at school and work. So just by having like the glasses, able to read better, Mm. work better, work more effectively. So it's not a glamorous donation, but it has big benefits. Huge. I mean, we know how much it is to lose your sight in a third world country from, you know, CBM when we do Miracles Day. It transforms a whole family, if not sometimes a village. So I'm guessing, yeah, it's a similar situation. You can't see, you put the glasses on, oh, I can suddenly read, write, do all that kind of stuff again. And it's also believed to be the largest private donation towards assisting uncorrected blurry vision uh, uh, will mainly be uh, help low-income tea, coffee, coca, and artisan workers in India Bangladesh, Ghana, Kenya, and Uganda. Right. I still don't know why she chose that. It's like, the same. There's no connection. It's not like she was. She grew up as a farmer. She needed glasses, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm going to help the rest of the world." Well, no. Obviously, when you when she's making donations on who mm. to donate to, she would put a lot of research into yeah. who she wants to give fifteen million dollars. Right. And this has obviously struck a chord with her. I just want to know why. So thank you, Mackenzie <laughs> Scott. Well done. Chazil's going to call you and find out why specifically you wanted to help blind farmers. Yeah. I mean, it could have been blind truck drivers. <laughs> why not? Yeah, anyway, well done. Well done. Whew. What a hoot that was. That was. Oh, I'm yeah. tired just from listening to it. Oh, I'm energised. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want more from The Drive Show, just visit 985.com. And don't forget, you can tune in live anytime for more of this great banter.